had everything that he needed in eternity and, and in his atmosphere, but he wanted to create a whole new realm and put a human on it so that he could have a relationship with humanity. And that is love. That's agape love. That's not something that is created by mankind. That was what we were brought into. Yes, we failed in that, but that love is what we're reconnecting to as we are adopted into the kingdom. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Summit Up, brought to you by the Summit Dover. If religion is giving you more questions than answers, you're in the right place. So sit back and open your mind up with us. I'm Skylar Hallman, and I'm here with Josh All and Kyle Schweitzer and the man with the answers himself, Pastor Rob Coburn. Hey guys, another great day to talk about what the Lord is doing in our lives and, and man, just awesome to be on Summit Up again. We have been talking about Kingdom Keys and uh, we just touch real quickly on adoption at the end of the last episode, and uh, and I think that would be a great direction to go this week. Yeah, I think uh, when we left off, it was adoption and the significance of adoption and what what why that's different from a biological child. So and and how we brought it up. So I think the kingdom keys that we have today focus around adoption and how it mean why that significance is different uh, from a biological. Child. Yeah, and we touched on adoption meaning you're chosen. I think, Skylar, you went into quite a bit on that on the last episode. Yeah. Um, so that's another important key for that as well. Yeah, and it all revolves around a four-letter word, love. I mean, that's the that's the key to all of this is that God loved us before we were even known. And so uh, so love is the key to adoption as well, and that's, that's why we're headed that way. So the first kingdom key today is because of love, we are predestined through Christ to be sons and daughters by adoption. So this goes back to Ephesians 1. Now, hopefully everybody that is watching or listening was able to go and read Ephesians 1 and really just soak in that. And the reason why I said watching is because this is our first episode on YouTube. Yeah, That's right. yeah we finally got the video rolling. So anybody listening to the podcast right now, make sure you jump over to YouTube. Check it out. You can, uh, you can see us for once. Yeah, put a face to the name yep. <laughs> or for the face to the voice. Right? Or face, yeah, it's gonna be harder to cut everything out when we screw up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. There'll be the hitch in the video. There, That's right. But, uh, so we're predestined through Christ to be sons and daughters by adoption. What does that that predestined through Christ mean to you guys? I mean, it it's not something we said before. It's not something that we can do on our own. Yeah. So I think what um that really speaks to me is like. You know, even before we came out of our mother's womb, we were chosen, and he predestined that. So he made that choice before we ever had a choice in this world. And I think that that's so awesome because he loved us enough to say, you know what, I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you're doing. I love you because of who you are. Yeah, I mean, that's for someone looking for hope to know that, is just the key that that will bring them out but then you got to connect the hope to the love and uh and somewhere in there comes the whole faith piece you got to have some faith um to uh to actually understand all of this that we're talking about but if you go to ephesians 1 verse 9 it says having made known to us the mystery of his will so there is a plan and that's what you just described Skylar. there's a plan 
that according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth in him. So the purpose, there, there was this purpose uh, of this reconciliation process for us. Man, just so, so powerful. I think if we go back to love and, and why that's such a force and why that pulls everything together, because I know we're talking about love now at the summit here currently with the sermons that we've been discussing and uh, the word love being more than just a feeling and more than just an emotion, that it's a, it's a force, it's a power that, that keeps everything together and it's unconditional. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a love that, um, that you said you have you know before you were even born and that is the where the faith can come in because you can trust that love. It's consistent. It's not going to fail you. It's it's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and forever. Um, that that's the power of it. And and being a son or a daughter and knowing you have that that safety of love that surrounds you. You know that you can trust and you can rely on uh, something that's not uh, going to waver. And I I think when people read love, I think they have to think of love in that context and not maybe a love that they've experienced in emotionally or, or in the natural because supernatural love, uh, is something that's far exceeds, uh, what we can even comprehend. I mean, that's why, you know, because of love, uh, in, in that beginning of that key, uh, we are, we are predestined to be sons and daughters. Yeah. And you know, as we've been talking here at the summit, it's, it's the agape love, and as you read Scripture, you really have to look at what the words mean. You have to really take them, go to Blue, Blue Letter Bible, go somewhere that'll show you what it really means on the backside of those words. And when you read love most of the time in Scripture, it's a love that man cannot generate. It has to come from the Father. It's that unconditional love. And we read it with our own uh, film, our own lens, that it's the love that we experienced in some way on the earth from the time we were born until the time that we actually read the read the word in the scripture and we have to remember that this was this was written to our spirit man this wasn't written to our our faulty love uh mind right. that we get messed up in life that it actually comes through uh what the father wanted and speaks to our spirit so yes this is there was a purpose in god creating us which is huge for us to understand but then, man, the the adopting process that came about because he wanted to have fellowship with human beings. You know, we talked about how he created the world, and it says in Genesis 1, 26 and 20, 26 through 28, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. He created mankind, and he wanted, he had everything that he needed in eternity and, and in his atmosphere, but he wanted to create a whole new realm and put a human on it so that he could have a relationship with humanity. And that is love. You know, uh, that that's not some that's agape love. That's not something that is created by mankind that comes from the father. That was what we were brought into. Yes, we failed in that uh, in the fall. But that love is what we're reconnecting to as we are adopted into the kingdom. Yeah, I mean, for for me, this kingdom key is the fire burning in my gut kind of thing, because you know, once you accept that this is the truth, that this is, that there's that love, that God loves you, no matter what, you're adopted, you're chosen before you're even born. That's where the fire comes from because then I, I start to realize that, okay, I've made mistakes in my past. 
doesn't matter. I am loved. I am chosen. And that gives me the fire to not repeat mistakes and to know that when I do make a mistake in the future, which I will, we all will, I will be forgiven. I will be loved. I will be chosen. And I will have that strength to move forward in that love and continue on the path that has been predestined for me. So those mistakes stop tripping you up. They stop holding you back because you're dwelling on, ah, I, I screwed something up. I'm, you know, maybe I'm not loved anymore. That's not the case. And that's, that just gives you, the, or at least for me anyway, it gives me that fire of, okay, I can, I can bounce back from anything and I can stop myself from making future mistakes with that knowledge. And isn't it interesting when you read through scripture that Adam and Eve made a mistake and God pursued them and had a plan to, to reconcile that mistake and bring people back, bring humanity back to himself. And that, that is exactly what you're describing. And I think that the enemy wants us daily to remember the mistakes or commit more mistakes so that he can slow us down from what God had, has already destined us to do. And we see that in Genesis. I, I love the book of Genesis. It just gives us the whole idea, the plan. I love the Gospels and all that, but Genesis gives us the, the whole foundation of why we're here. And, uh, and man, love is a key. Love is a key. And if the enemy can convince you that you're not loved, I think that is a huge factor. Now, it could be remind you of your past mistakes. It could remind you of all that stuff and that you're unworthy. But uh, if the enemy can convince you that you're not loved or accepted, that I, I believe that is what could render somebody just That's a dark hopeless. world. It is a dark world. Mm-hmm. And and you know, if we go back to the parent and child relationship, and you know, I I you know if altercations with your my kids you know so my my young daughter uh natalie she would come up and say you don't love me anymore you know because i i got upset with her to something that she did or reacted or something my like wife that. says that <laughs> <laughs> well josh i don't know but but when she comes uh, she comes and says that to me i have to kind of evaluate oh, why did she say that you know you don't love me anymore i mean so how did i what did i what approach did i take with with her at that time, you know, th- that made her feel that I didn't love her anymore other than her just being sensitive to the fact that I got upset. So how God comes to you is much different. It's not in reacting. It's not like you said, he pursued uh, Adam and Eve in the garden a- after they failed and they had, he had a plan all ready to go. So in reaction, so it's really hard to to differentiate between the two sometimes because you you think of the natural you think of the times you interact with your kids and how how it can be fickle at times or up and down and and but if natalie believed that i didn't love her i i we wouldn't have the the relationship that we have so yeah in that moment when she said that i stopped and i said no 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 natalie the reason why I'm correcting you and is because I love you because of love. You know, that's, that's the situation that, that kind of keeps her understanding. Yeah. And revelation tells us that he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So the plan was already in place for redemption for mankind, for when we screwed up, when we, when we really just blew it. Um, the redemption was already there since before the foundation of the world. Yeah, and I think um, this is all really important, and I think that this is actually like the first building block in our foundation, you know, understanding and coming to that truth that because of love, 
now we belong to a perfect father who reigns all of heaven and all of earth. And when we come to that first building block, that starts beginning our journey on understanding our identity. And out of our identity um, comes our actions and stuff. So I think that like sometimes in our society, in culture especially, we get it twisted. We think that because of what we do determines who we are. Mm -hmm. When it's actually who we are determines what we do. You know, I love how it says here in Genesis one twenty six, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And then it says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle and all the earth. Um, it's saying, here's who they are, and then here's what they do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, here's what they do, and because of that, here's who they're going to be. It says, here's who they are, and who here's what they're going to do because of that. Yeah, yeah and I... I love the beginning of Genesis because it not only tells us that, but it also tells us that we were to tend to creation and we were designed for intimacy with the father and that, that love that never lets go, that love that is, is always there, not walking away, not the human love that we understand. And, and that's, that's part of this kingdom key is that we were destined to tend to all of creation uh, to to build the kingdom, that was our call, and uh, and God is saying, hey, you know, I want to redeem this through sending my Son, Jesus, to the earth. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking here. I mean, it says, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Well, why why would He tell us to be fruitful and multiply if we weren't all predestined and chosen? You know, why would we be why would be we be encouraged to continue to fill the earth with humans if only some of us were chosen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Created in his image. Every human being created in his image. There, There's no, there's no getting away from that. Um, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing piece of scripture. And it says then right after that, it says, and have dominion over. So our call is to have dominion, to subdue, and to have intimacy with the Father this this unique kind of love and and we are as human beings created for that it's 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 a wild thing i mean w- the enemy is telling us the exact opposite every single day of our lives in every interaction the enemy is trying to convince us that we don't have dominion and that we don't have intimacy with someone greater than ourselves sure how many people spend years of their life if not you know unfortunately their entire life just asking why am i here what's my you know what's my purpose what am i even doing here and th- I mean, this is exactly the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go to Genesis 2, uh, verses 4 through 7. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day of the Lord, God made the heavens and the earth and the heavens. Before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth because there was no man to till the ground. His whole plan of creation of this planet was that man would subdue it and have dominion over it. So he didn't send rain on everything that he had created because there was no man to manage it. This concept of we're just little humans on the earth and we don't have any design or anything like that, well, that's not what the word says. The word says you were created to have dominion and he didn't even send rain on the planet because there was no human to tend to it it would have gone out of control and we see the world going out of control and i believe it's because the kingdom people 
don't understand these these passages of scripture. Like I said, I some maybe I don't know. It's not controversial, but what people say that um, the earth will take care of itself. Why should we have to intervene? And have you ever heard that? Like oh, yeah. where you mm-hmm. know, just it's because of us that I mean, I know that we've abused the the earth in some ways. I'm sure, but like so. How how would you kind of combat that perspective on it, where you say the earth should be able to take care of itself? Well, if you've ever had a garden and not been out there for a month and a half uh, doing any work in it, you can definitely see that the earth will overpower anything that is there, and it doesn't take care of itself. And and we can see that human human beings were created to rule and to reign on the earth. That's what Scripture tells us. We were created in God's image and in his likeness. And that is when when humankind takes a back seat, everything falls apart. Just like a hands-off approach where yeah. it's like, yeah, eh, it'll work itself out. It doesn't work that way. No. That's it right, because this has. is saying the exact opposite. Right, yeah. So that theory is just saying uh, we don't understand the the background of why humans were at, even on the planet back to what you just said a little bit ago about if we don't have our identity then as as a as a um as humans you know what mm-hmm. i mean just collectively because mm-hmm. you said that it's once you have your identity determines what you do not what you do that determines your identity and that's kind of that whole thing in a nutshell right there for you know human mankind as a as a collective group yeah absolutely and even as uh christians today like you know we hear a lot about our identity in Christ and stuff, but, like, what does that actually mean? You know, we have to understand that that comes from our Father. Like, it's our adoption process of becoming into the family, and that once we know who our Father is, we can begin to see the picture of who we are. And that changes everything. That's why we see that as we come into a relationship with God, it causes complete life transformation. Yeah. The Ephesians 4... uh transition that we've talked about in the past that we were putting off the old putting on the new mm-hmm. we're putting off what we grew up to understand uh as human beings what we were taught you know some of those things that you said kyle and we're putting on the new that we have this identity of the father that is in our blood it, it's who we are now and then things begin to change our strategies begin to change our thought process begin to change i know uh, josh for you in some of this stuff even the podcasting stuff it's it's been a thought change it's been a renewing of your mind to a different process. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it was realizing that I have, look, we've talked about this on past episodes, talents and skills, you know, that point you in the direction of your dream that leads you to your destiny. And, and here we are, we're sitting in a podcast studio, Kyle. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about this. Actually, just a quick sidebar. This is, uh, I was thinking about this, the, <laughs> no, seriously, I was thinking about this the other night in January, we said, Hey, wouldn't it be cool to start a podcast? Yeah. In February, we were like, oh, maybe we'll look at some equipment and stuff. In March, we bought some equipment. And now it's May, and we've got five different podcast shows that we're producing on our network. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Right. How quickly that went from zero to 60. And it was all because we trusted in God and said, we're just going to follow. We're just going to follow what you're telling us. And do as you say, and dig the pretty, hole. Dig the hole. It wasn't until after we, <laughs> we we certainly had our anxiety about it because again we we fell into that. So it's it's good to see um, it 
it all in fruition. It's, it's being fruitful. It's the work that you feel the purpose of. You know, so you, we, we feel, well, you know what? It, it's something that's calling us into it. Uh, it's a purpose that we have. We're going to tend to it, and we're just going to, it's going to grow. You know, and then, and of course, he's, I think it was kind of like God's waiting for us to kind of get out there so he could send the rain. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not, if we're yeah, not going to till point. the fields and get ready, if we're not going to be out there, he's like, well, if you're not going to be ready and go out there, I can't send the rain. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we've got, we've now produced three podcast episodes all about mental health mm-hmm. and resources in Tuscross County here in the community. I, and that's kind of stuff doesn't exist. And there's plans for so much more coming down the, the line here. And I mean, that's the kind of content that, you know, that's going to make a difference. Right. And this is just a practical application to what we're talking right, about. Right. It's like, this yeah. is, I mean, it's not really a sidebar because it's, it's applying in real life. What we're, what we're talking, we're not talking about going out weeding and, and tilling and, you know, it's the same thing. The work is the work. And I think that leads us to our second Yeah, the second point is the word work here. So we're talking no man to work the ground in verse 5 of Genesis 2, sorry. The word work here implies management, administration, orderly development, and making something fruitful. You're you're discussing this work, which doesn't seem like work some days because you're making something fruitful that you feel called to do. Yeah, it's different because there's a, a, you know, I mean— a lot of people feel a passion for what they what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a different kind of passion. It's it's a this is a calling kind of passion. Right. Right. And that and it sets the difference between a job and the work, you know, because again, there you could be doing something in a job that you like doing, but again, is it in the point where you're doing the work you're supposed to be doing or you're called to do? So that's the that's the side thing because again there's nothing wrong with working a job and and doing that and enjoying it because it's great but so and it could be a resource you know and and but it's not your source exactly so yep, yep. Uh, i kind of learned that from somebody <laughs> over here so it's like it, it's taking that it's taking that reality and saying okay so how can i apply this resource and and do the work that um god has called me to do and we're applying it. So I want to go. I want to go to something real quick in Genesis here. This scenario of Adam and Eve get created. Um, they're both created, which is very awesome. But then, as soon as they're created and they find their intimacy with the Father, they're they're actually renewing their mind. They're they're in this walk with the Father. The enemy strikes. How many of you have experienced actually understanding your identity, just a minimal piece of it, and the enemy wants to slow you down? Uh, yes. It's happened a lot here in the last <laughs> couple <of> months. <laughs> yeah, isn't, isn't it yes. how the enemy works? He he knows that when you know your destiny, when you know what you're called to do, the work, if you want to put it that way, as as Genesis talks about, to to tend to the to tend to the ground and have dominion, that he he knows that when you get engaged in that, that you're unstoppable. Yep, I've had. I I don't think a day has gone by this year or since we talked originally about this whole thing, Kyle, that I haven't had the thought cross my mind of you can't do this. Mm. You'll never make this work. Right. And it sucks, but I'll tell you what, I'm getting better and better each day of, of pushing that thought aside and right. just continuing forward. Right. Because the more you understand this and the more you start to really, truly, I mean, truly understand this and believe this and that this is the truth 
those uh, the enemy becomes easier to dismiss. Right. But he's always he's always poking you. Well, when yeah. you know who you are. Yeah. You say, no, that's not, that doesn't line up with my identity. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. Li- that's not what my father said. You mm. know, you build that trust mm. with your father because, you know, hey, I, I kind of, we kind of took a risk, kind of went out there, did some investment and, and look, the rain came, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we have rapport with the father as, as far as, you know, having, you know, some, you know, trust is being built because we're walking in faith and seeing results. And, and it's like, no, that's not lining up with what, with what's happening here. So that thought, like you said, comes in your mind and just out the door. Yeah. And I think that, um, having that, uh, not having that right perspective of our identity can sometimes distort our vision. So sometimes we see, and we think that the enemy is this big giant bear hovering over us and like ready to attack us. But in all reality, when we truly know our identity, we understand that it's just this little chihuahua nipping at our feet. (laughs) (laughs) Cause we know it, Cause we know what dad said. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's a thing. Yeah. And, uh, and for many people it's, and even probably all of us at the table, it's been hard to know, uh, what dad says because there's so many other voices. Uh, I carry this in my Bible. I got it a few years back. Um, Carly Teredes has this thing and she just goes through like 40 scriptures here. Um, but I love the beginning, the ending. It says, uh, his love for me is inescapable, insurmountable and irrefutable. I am all around. Awesome. Just ask my dad. Hmm. Mm. Man, wow. if we could just grasp that every single day when the enemy's trying to distract us or whatever, you know, I'm all around awesome. My dad says so. He said what I'm called to do. He wants intimacy with me. He has given me a job. He's given me a, a thing to work and to tend and to bring dominion to. Um, I'm not going to listen to anybody else today because of love. Yeah, going back to your example with Natalie, it'd be like her going to school and some little punk kid looks at her and says, your dad doesn't love you. Right. 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 Isn't no, but, that's not what that said. But the relationship she has with you, I mean, that won't register with her. She'll say, wait, that's not, well, I don't think that's right. Right. Yeah. That's not what I feel. That's not what I've been told. Right. Yeah. Cause that's a, the trust is built there. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. So it brings, brings to the core of the issue. Are we in this? Are we reading it? Are we listening to what dad's saying about us? Because you just said it's about the relationship. It's about the trust that's built. And oftentimes we, we, the world is so loud that, and distracting, and it, it's not even an attack of the enemy. It's just the world. I mean, it's just sin. It's just all that stuff. But if we don't know, if we haven't spent the time to understand what this really says about who we are, what he's saying about who we are, it can really distract us uh, from working there. The third kingdom key, adoption restores a lost connection. Uh, we we did talk about the connection being lost sort of there in the second there. But, man, Adam and Eve messed up. The enemy distracted them, took them off of the intimacy with the father, said, oh, well, you you think that he doesn't want you to eat that because of whatever, but no, he just doesn't want you to be like him. Well, that deception derailed the plan that God had for mankind. Thank goodness he had already taken care of the redemption package uh, in scripture there, but it restores the connection that Adam and Eve lost. And so Jesus comes as the adoption agent to reconnect us in that, in that place, in that realm. And it, it's unbelievable. We can see it all throughout scripture, John, Romans, Genesis one twenty six through 30. You can see that this redemption story brings us back. And, and it's hard to imagine any of this happening without love. It's hard to imagine any of these 
corrections throughout Scripture, any of these, uh, any of these bringing you back to restoration and hope, all happening without love. No, if love wasn't there, I mean, wouldn't God have just told Adam and Eve, "Well, you guys messed up. Sorry." <laughs> yeah, you know, it's okay, I gave you a shot. Yeah, you blew it. Yeah, you, you blew it right away. But that's not the case. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I'd be here. <laughs> I mean, I don't think any of us would be right? here if that was and the case. No, this would be an empty place, empty yep. world. You'd yep. probably be like, well, time to start over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Let's create something new. So so what gets in the way of this voice? We know that, that adoption restores the lost connection. We are like radio receivers, and we're, we should be hearing the Father's voice tuned in. We're, we're lined in, but sometimes there's this static that infiltrates our line and there's a disconnection what in your life has been a disconnection point from hearing the father um so i think something with me personally um that's really like gotten in the way of that of like really hearing the father's voice has been i don't know just um believing in lies i think that's a big one just like allowing other voices to speak in my ear and you know it's one thing for a voice to speak into your ear it's another thing to take that in and agree with it because when you agree with it that's what gives its power and then that's when you start to struggle and you start to go through and you're like oh I'm all alone and I'm depressed and I'm this and I'm that and you start to put on these masks and this this false identity because you start giving power to it because you start believing a lie that your father never told you so I think that, that that's one of the biggest things in my personal life, in my experience, is lies that I've believed and agreed with has disconnected me from hearing the voice of my father. Yeah, I think for me it's it's not ever knowing this, like this concept of the that I have a destiny and the you know, things that I've done doesn't change that destiny. Uh, just like we said before, reroutes you. And um, just trying to think that I can, or that I need to do everything myself, that I'm in complete control. Like that's just absolutely not the case. You're not in control. You you need to, you need to ask what, you know, you need to ask God what you need to do. Find your identity. Just start having, having that faith, start having those conversations. Um, he'll talk to you one way or another. I think uh, for me, it's uh, religion kind of got in my way a little bit um, because it's kind of funny to say it. I prefer get in trouble for saying it, but it's like <laughs> I I don't I I worried so much about how people thought of me or what people thought of me or how I could be perceived or or you know so I was so self conscious about everything and that uh, if I messed up I couldn't let anybody know that because I I have to I have to keep up this image so if there's anything that stopped me or noise in the way it's the need for for some need to be self righteous or to make sure that you know that there's no way that Kyle's having a problem right now just stay above it don't let anybody in uh you know everything's fine uh so maybe believing that aspect has has kept me from really getting close to God because I've been just doing it Joshua you kind of said it too on my own it was up to me uh and then that it was it was it was just a constant battle of my identity. I was everyone, to everything to everyone. 
okay, because I just wanted to be accepted, loved, and appreciated, and so I would just be whoever you needed me to be at the moment. So that that was kind of the deal. So I, I, I guess uh, not really understanding my true identity, I brought on a whole lot of identities to, to just be that focal point wherever I was at. So I don't know. Well, all, sense. all of this, and, and I agree with, I am in more your boat, Kyle, with religion had uh, put me in a box, and I think that that disconnected and gave static interference to what, um, to what God was saying, what Father was saying to me. Um, but we see that that's a normal thing because in the fall, we, we were not with the family that we were created to be with. We went, we went and chose another family. We chose to walk with the enemy. Uh, we would say the enemy now, but in life we didn't really think that way. But we were lost and we were with another family. And so our identity began to take on what that family looked like. You know, in, in any adoption case, you begin to start to feel and look like the family that you're adopted into. And so we said to the father, we don't want to be a part of you anymore in Genesis. And we want to be a part of this other family even though we didn't know probably all the consequences at that point of, of humankind. But we said we want to be a part of this other family. And so now there's this disconnect. So the only way to get back is to be adopted back into the family and to begin to understand the identity and the workings of the kingdom family. And that doesn't have anything to do with religion mm-hmm. because Jesus came to restore a kingdom to bring back the kingdom, not to bring a religion. Right, it's it's. I believe you said it was finished mm-hmm. when it was done, and right. that um, that's what made the way. Uh, it, there, there was no longer the need uh, for for all of these, you know, all of this other pressure to to get there. Christ made the way, and I believe that's now it's the relationship. It's through me, and let's let's walk this together, and let's let's get this work done together. Right, which is a process. It's not something that we get, you know, we just get a manual with it and boom, there's a process. We have a manual, but it's still a process to understand what this really means to us because mm-hmm. it's living. It's it's a living document. Well, I think, too, just a quick quick thing here. When listening and hearing God, like someone can say, like, I, I don't know what you mean by hearing God or listening or, or talking or any of that. I don't know what, what you're talking about, but that was me. <laughs> that used to be me. Yeah. Say what? Say God talk to you. I'm like, come on. Yeah. How? I, yeah. I mean, you, you question it because it's a, what, what voice are you listening to? And, and when you believe the identity about you and you're saying when you were hearing lies and you believe them well when you believe the identity of who you are the opposite happens you know then you become confident then you become i okay i'm i'm getting my calling then you kind of get the feeling where oh, i'm going the right direction it feels this way because i'm getting energized and filled and you know the feeling you know the feeling, especially if you've experienced it. And again, like you said, it's a process. You also know the feeling when you believe a lie about your, yourself and your identity. I'll, I'll just real quick, what you just said, I mean, I don't know how it is for everybody else here, but like for me, I'm starting to understand that if I'm hearing actual like words in my head, you know, messages that I, I you know, they're actual words, those are probably the lies. Because the truth for me is not ever a word, it's a calm understanding. 
that I feel kind of in my gut. I just say my gut, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's an understanding of, I just, I just know something. I, I just, I feel it. I understand it. I believe it. And once I start hearing words like the things, now nah, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't pursue this. You should pursue this. And I actually hear those words. I'm like, Ooh, that's probably a lie because it was actually English in my head. <laughs> that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And, and I know people have heard audible voices and there's a whole lot of, uh, there's a whole lot of other ways that God speaks to people, but that's, that's kind of true in my sense. Like I, I've not heard audible voices, but I've, I've know when it's right. And you know when it's right uh, on the pit of your stomach and that you're going down that road. Mm-hmm. And you know when it's wrong. Yeah. And that's the, that's the key is to know the difference. And if we don't know the father's voice, it says all my sheep will know my voice. Right. Um, if we don't know the father's voice, it's hard to tell if it's a lie or not. And you may, you may actually start hearing words that are truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying and it, it, and it'll it totally it could change. change. Yeah. But, but you've got to know that it's right. That's the thing. And I, and I'm actually, I'm confident in that, that if, if my communication methods change, I will know, mm-hmm. I will know that it's changing and I will know what's right. What's, what's not right. Yeah. And I think something for me personally is like, I'm, I'm all in the same boat. Um, you know, I get that feeling. That's how the Lord speaks to me mostly, like through that feeling. And what I've learned to discern what that feeling, if it's the Lord or not, is is there peace attached to it? You know, if I feel like something's off or I feel like like something doesn't feel quite right, then I'm like, yeah, it's probably not God because God, there's peace when he speaks to you. And, you know, just because there's peace doesn't mean that there can't be like some kind of like a burning desire or a, or even an anger. Cause you know, anger is not always bad. There's such thing as a righteous anger. So there could be something that God implants in you that gets you angry, but there has to be peace attached to it. That might be hard to grasp onto fully, but sometimes there is anger with peace. And I think that that's just a big key is like, make sure you have that peace in your spirit. And then that's how you know that it's mm-hmm. the Lord. So before redemption, before we knew who, who Jesus was, oftentimes we, judged the circumstance by the outcome so it was a negative outcome must have been a negative choice right now we have the ability in our with our transformation that happens when we know god to actually begin to see things before they happen and have peace about the decision and know that the outcome is going to be good and that is an amazing thing about being adopted into his family is that he begins to teach us those things ahead i love it that my dad taught me not to do things a certain way because I might lose a finger uh, in in the saw. He taught me ahead of time that there would be a negative consequence if I went this way. And the Father is doing, Father God is doing that all the time with us. It's just oftentimes we would go down that path, we would ignore or not be able to hear His voice because we weren't redeemed at that point, and be able to, uh, we would get a negative outcome and say, "Oh, I guess I shouldn't do that again," and just use our natural wisdom and understanding to make that choice. When he says, I've got a whole different deal in my family, we do it a different way, and we preempt those things mm. in the kingdom. That's good. Well, what do you guys think? I think, we- I think it's great. <laughs> I think that is a... Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that's a pretty powerful first YouTube episode. I hope so, so too. Yeah, that, mean, was, that was good. Yeah, you get, you get to see our faces and, uh, and enjoy 
some video and I know we're going to get better at all this, but it's good stuff to good stuff to work on. Got to start, got to start somewhere. Yeah. And we're just talking here. We're, con- we're having a conversation about these concepts that, that are, that are rocking our life and, and want to share this out there. And you guys may have those same questions. Who's ever listening or watching this, uh, or even more than what we've covered. So we want to hear from you. Uh, so you can email us at summit up, at the summitdover.org. And that'll get us a, an email. Please send an email to us and we can we can talk about that too. Yeah. And uh click the flag on on face or on uh, YouTube and and like us and share it and and make comments there as well. I mean now that we're on video it's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean we're and we're always looking always excited to have willing guests, people that want to call in or even come in. Come in and record. Now you can be on YouTube as well. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, click the little bell, get notified. There it is. Yep. Yep, there it is. All right, well, then make sure that you just uh, stay tuned. Check out, check us out next week. We'll be back on YouTube. We're going to try to keep this going as well. So thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>